to Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Welcome to another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host, Gail. And I'm Christina. And we're coming to you with another great episode today that is so just, I think, very timely for the holidays. We're going to talk about safety and security, especially like when you're out shopping and you're doing all the things. There's a lot of crime during the holidays, so we thought this would be some great information um, to keep you from being a victim this holiday season. So we're going to welcome safety and security strategist, Colette Bayer. Welcome to the show, Colette. Hey. Hi, Gail. Thanks so much for having me. I think Colette, since she's been chatting with us, she she's I think she's concerned about where this might go because <laughs> Christina and I seem to be on high today. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're going to do the thing. We're recording on a Friday, which is abnormal for us. I think we're just a little bit more tanked up. What about you? Yeah. And we're going into Thanksgiving week. Party on. Okay. Black Friday. Here we come. Here we come. We're going to sell some stuff. I'm putting up my tree today. Um, Yeah, it's getting ready for all the turkey. So, Colette, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you wound up being a safety and security strategist. Well, uh, you know, I had a normal career for the first seven years of my life. I worked in political communications as a press secretary for politicians in D.C., and I got laid off right after my 30th birthday and realized that I just was not happy, and I had always wanted to be a police officer, and I made it happen. I did a 180-degree turn in my life and became a cop and did that for just under five years And realized during that time that a lot of the calls for service that I went on could have totally been prevented if people had just a little bit of knowledge and situational awareness. So here we are. This is basically what I've dedicated my life to now. Um, I am a firearms instructor and a, a law enforcement security services instructor, but I really focus on training women specifically on how to really weaponize their, their minds because At the end of the day, you know, you may or may not be interested in in owning a gun or having a taser or carrying pepper spray, but I can teach you to think and use the tools around you to keep yourself safe. Well, you know, here's the thing, Colette, let me just tell you, I'm, I'm all for all of those things, taser, firearm, you name it, I'll, I'll wear it, a knife. I carry a knife in my car all the time, (laughs) but ask me if I am, um, uh, aware of how to use them properly maybe situational awareness would definitely be a deficit for you my christina but i just want to throw it out there we call women like colette a badass let's just be clear you my friend are a badass and i feel a little safer just calling you my friend yeah maybe people won't mess with me if they know i know colette now colette here's my theory and i want you to correct me if i'm wrong And I'm not anti-firearm or anything else, but here's what I think. That if I'm a female and I'm out shopping doing my thing and I'm not paying attention and someone attacks me, 
rather than pulling my weapon or defending myself, I'm probably just going to pee myself. I was going to say that, Gail. You'd probably just pee all over yourself. I mean, Colette, how how yeah. true is that even with some training that we're going to be able to execute in a heightened situation very surprisingly what we know? Okay. All right. So I'm all about the science of self-defense, okay? So let's talk like just a little bit of science. Nothing crazy here, okay? So uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Cooper, he was in the Marine Corps. He came up with this thing called the Cooper Color Code, okay? So most people walk around in condition white, all right? Completely oblivious, head in the sky. Christina's over here. Like, Is there a condition lavender? Because that would probably be, you know, blue white would be Christina. <laughs> You know what? Why don't we just redo, we'll redo the chart. I, you know what, Gail? That's a great idea. I'm going to redo the Cooper <laughs> color chart for women. Anyway, but then then at the opposite end of the spectrum is conditioned black. So you hear people talk about like, oh, fight or flight. And I, I would fight. I would totally fight. I'd throw down for my kids. Like no one's going to stand between me and my children. Unfortunately, the reality is most people freeze. And that is what is called conditioned black, which is on the other end of the spectrum. So physiologically speaking, not to get too nerdy and technical here for you, but when your body is surprised and attacked and shocked like that by somebody, I don't know, pulling a gun on you or tell, like going to carjack you, right? Because that's probably the most common thing right now that's yeah. happening. All of the blood goes from your fingers and your arms and your legs and your extremities into your core to protect your vital organs and prepare for a fight, which is the reason why people freeze in place and they get really shaky and they can't use their fingers to dial the phone. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, yeah. So I have, I have literally come on scene and somebody has been shaking like this and they couldn't hang up on the dispatcher. Oh my Interesting. goodness. I did not, I did know, not that. know this. Yeah. So you, you, I would, I actually would not suggest people turn off the SOS function on their phone because if you're gripping the phone so tight and squeezing, it's going to automatically dial 911. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's good to know. That's really because good to Colette, know. Here's, here's the rest of my theory on that. To be able to execute self-defense tactics and stuff like that, wouldn't that require you to have practiced that scenario many, many times like they do in military situations? Yeah, 100%, right? So here's the deal, right? You hear these numbers thrown around that it takes like 10,000 reps to achieve mastery roughly, you know, and those are 10,000 good reps, not 10,000 sloppy reps. Yeah, 100%. Like, Look, I'm a firm supporter of the Second Amendment. I think people should exercise their right to own and bear firearms, okay? that's I don't have any issue with that. However, here's where I have an issue, okay? The reality is, is that most people, and I had a conversation yesterday on another podcast with a woman who's a psychotherapist, and we got into talking about people want to feel safe, Mm -hmm. which I totally understand, right? That's why women are so inclined to be like, Hey, I bought this pepper spray or this pepper gel and I'm safe because it makes them feel safe. But the reality is you have to be stress inoculated. And I could talk about that for a second. And that is exactly what a six month, nine month police academy is trying to do, right? Like when I went through the academy, we do this thing called simunition where they have replica pistols that we would use on the street and it, and it shoots a, co- a combination between like, it looks like paintball, but it's airsoft. It's airsoft paintball basically. And they literally run you through scenarios, traffic stops where someone pulls a gun and you know, you're clearing a room and unexpectedly somebody jumps out. Okay. And starts to shoot at you. 
99% of people have no time, interest, or money to train that way or access to train that way, which is the reason why I am so focused on you can train your brain. Mm. It's literally free. And I can walk you through exercises so that you can start to stress inoculate your mind by just thinking about things. The body is amazing. The brain is amazing. You can literally, they've done this with Olympic athletes. They've had them run their event in their head and the same exact muscular patterns fired when they were envisioning it in their mind. And then as, as if they were actually doing it. So you can train your brain. Okay. So, so let's, let's, I want to kind of go back to the levels of where people reside. Cause I think that that's a foundational piece in understanding the next, the next step. So you had said, I live in white, which we had this discussion. I, my husband tells me all the time, Christina, you live in the white zone. It's, it, you know, he's always the Where one. do I live? What do you think? <laughs> you, you're yeah, in yellow. Yeah, you're probably, yeah. My husband's always in orange, orange, orange and yellow. It kind of flex, flexes, but he's always on. So can you tell us what those levels are really quickly? Yeah, absolutely. So white is going to be like head in the clouds, daydreaming, totally on your phone, a hundred percent unaware of what's going on around you. Like is Christina, they ta- that says this because she. I'm going to get it made up for you. Don't worry. So, if, have you ever seen on college campuses where they've tattooed on the ground at the crosswalk? Look up. That's for you, Christina. Okay. All right. Yes. Then you've got Gale in Condition Yellow, which is like a nice, relaxed alertness, mm-hmm. right? Like you're aware, you're present, you're not distracted, you're paying attention now to how your are you? What are you seeing in me? Because we've not met in person. You, you, you don't know me today. What are you the seeing? Things that you've t- the things that you've talked about, the way that you've told me that you live your life mm-hmm. and the way that you interact with in public with your children and stuff like that. Those little things that you told me, immediately I knew. I was like... She's where she needs to be. Now, orange, where you're saying your husband is living, mm-hmm. Christina, that's actually not a good place to be. That is hypervigilance, and that is extremely exhausting. That's cash. And you'll actually, you will cause yourself a lot of problems. Like your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system can end up being inverted, and you can have a lot of issues with stress hormones in your body. Then there's condition red, which is like, you know, somebody just pulled a gun on me and I jump into action. And then there's black where you're just like completely yeah. frozen. Yeah. So mm. my husband is very chill, but if anything happens, he has this amazing ability. Let me give you a good example. Like even when he's running, if he starts to fall, like if he catches the lip on the, you know, the panels on a sidewalk and his toe catches, he is a, he is the wherewithal to think to tuck his shoulder so he'll roll. All I'm thinking is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going, I'm going down, down splatter. I'm splatter, splatter, don't pee, don't pee. So what is the condition like my husband? Like he doesn't walk around on any kind of high alert, but he has this very calm ability once something happens to just, I mean, and he happens to work in safety. So does that have something to do with it or is that a personality thing? You know, I think a lot of it is just innately your wiring. Mm. Now, a lot of this can be trained, though, and mm. I, and that was a conversation that I had with this psychotherapist. You know, when we when we got off the podcast, she was like, "I didn't want to say this, but I think a lot of it is innate." And I and I told her, I said, "Yeah, I think you're right. Like a lot of my clients are female athletes, right? Because 
they tend to be very commonly, they go into uniform and, you know, or they're interested in this sort of stuff, but I can train any woman to weaponize her mind. No, but I can't in terms wait to of talk you, like, about that. In terms of you being like spatially aware, I mean, look, like some kids pop out of the womb and can like play concert piano, you know, and some kids can pop out of the womb and like, you know, kick a soccer ball at 18 months. Like every kid right, is different. Every right. person is different. So, I mean, I'm an athlete, I think right? some of like, mine is and- learned because it is. I, I have this life kind of mantra that I believe preparation prevents a lot of problems. And I, I oh my God, yes, try to tell my kids that about almost anything you're going to do. Like if you're going on vacation, you know, start packing in advance. Um, we have lists. We, we do. <laughs> Christine's starting to crap in the bag that morning. I- <laughs> Me. Because I know I do it too. Okay. Preparation. And I'm not a high detail on the like Enneagram charts and stuff. I'm more of an ex the person that executes, but I have learned that detail helps me have a better execution with less stress and therefore more happiness. So Gail, you know, this is great. This is a great segue because, you know, people are like, well, what, what in the world are you teaching people? And I'm like, all right, well, there's a few things that I teach people, right? Number one, I teach women how to read body language. Mm, That's good. Like women have an, like that is your core foundation Mm. of situational awareness. Does that tie into Uh, that gut thing that women seem to have? Yes. Okay. So let's go sciencey for a second. Do you know you have two brains? One in the gut and one in in the head, right? So you have, you literally have obviously your brain in your head. You have actual brain tissue in your solar plexus region, it's called the enteric nervous system, and it is literally what we talk about when we say you have a gut feeling. Yeah. So we are rarely okay. Gail is Christina are both Holy crap. like she, I am my mouth gaping open. <laughs> that hasn't happened. This is what our eighth episode that has that we're going to air, and this I've not been speechless. I'm okay. Can I ask you a few questions before we dive into that part? What amount of um, I don't know the right term for this as far as police world, but like what amount of crimes like theft, um, you know, things that we could think about happening on a daily basis. I'm not talking about mafioso crimes. I'm not talking about serial killers, murder, serial killers, you know, kidnapping necessarily, but, you know, common, ordinary, what we would call petty crime. Yeah. Theft, carjacking, um, those type what things, percentage right? of that happens to women? Do you know? I don't off the top of my head, but if I had to say just off anecdotally off my, my experience and responding to calls for service, 80%. Wow. Just so it's very fair to say that we are targets. So you are, right? And let's talk about that for a second, right? So you, you one, have the the perception in society that women are weaker right. than men. Okay. So there's, there's Except that. for Colette. Whip. Well, I pity the man. I'm a, I'm 135 pounds and five foot seven. I'm not a big girl. Right. But here's the deal. My thing is, is that there's really three pieces to defeating an attack. Like aside from like, you know, being smart in your head and, and avoiding things if you can, it's, it's really, it's, it's speed, it's surprise and it's violence of action. So, for me, I have the element of surprise and most women do because we don't walk around looking like we, you know, are GI Jane sure. Rambo. You have speed, like that's the reason why 
I train the way that I do. Like I'm physically fit because I know that I could take off and run if I had to. And violence of force. Like I have the ability to snap in and turn that thing on that allows me to defeat a threat with my hands, with a taser, with an improvised object. You're very like a comfortable cart. being violent in, if you need exactly. To and I'm and I'm very comfortable turning it on and off very easily. And see, right? that's a like, great point because I've often felt like I don't know if I could really hit someone in the face. That feels really? very – it feels – Christina, I'm not from <laughs> Compton, whatever, wherever you're over in California. No offense to our oh, Compton Jesus. people. But Christina talks about – what is it you say? You're um, – Oh, you're I'm Shanka- a – You'll shank a girl or something. I, I'll, yeah. Well, you know, if you push me, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you. See, Don't that play. sounds so unappealing right. to me to hit. Do you guys in have, you guys have daughters. Yes, you have daughters. Yeah, yeah, we both okay. do. All right. Now, my daughter right. so has deal, punched right? someone in the face. She lived in New York for a while. Good for her, someone on the New York street grabbed her tush, and she turned around without thought and cold cocked this dude. I mean, fist. It didn't even turn around to see if that was an accident or anything. I mean, wheeled around. I'm like, okay, okay. But here's what here's what I wanted to ask. I wanted to go back to, like, that whole violence of action. That's what you mean by that? Is that what you're saying? The ability to, like, do these things we think about? Is that what that means? Yeah, absolutely. Like, let me give you an example, right? So when I was a police officer, and I had been on for, I don't know, like about four years at this point, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm older, right? I, I went into the police department at 31. So I've got gray hair, you know, they, these officers, newer officers that were 21, baby faces, they didn't realize that I was pretty new myself. I was under five years on. And they were, you know, mamming me and the whole bit and, you know, ma'am this, ma'am that. And I said, you know, have you, uh, you ever been punched in the face before? And we would have this conversation in the locker room and they would look at me like this, this bitch is crazy. And I'm like, you need to get hit in the face. Like I grew up fighting, right? I grew up as a martial artist, a competitive martial Mm -hmm. artist. I sparred and I was so rough as a child. They took me out of the kids classes and threw me in with the adults. (laughs) And I I got, I got my ass handed to me, right? Like by this little five foot tall, 30 year old woman who used to beat the shit out of me. But I'll tell you what, like it made me tough. So Yes, absolutely. Like, so you I think people almost need to- desensitized to the violence of yes. it in a way. I have. And, you know, I do other things, though, too, to keep myself chill. Like, I drink all kinds of adaptogenic herbs from Four Sigmatic. I meditate. I box breathe. Like, I can turn it on, but then I can turn it off. I know how to turn it on and off because otherwise you're going to end up like Christina's husband and like be hypervigilant right. all right. the time and you can't turn it yeah, off. Yeah, so you okay. have to have you have to have both is what I hear you saying. It's like if I'm going to train you, if I if I came and I took your class Colette, which it sounds like I need to. Um <laughs> Clearly, she my, hasn't agreed my, to take you as a student. My, uh, well, that's true. She's probably like, I will take you as a student. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure that my husband and my my son would be so happy if I if I did because they are always on me. But what I hear you saying is that you have to have the component of training your 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 mind to go through the scenario of what might happen, but then you also have to have the ability to turn it off as well. So both of those things 
are necessary part of the training, correct? I mean, because sometimes I feel like people are always in a heightened state, like my husband, who's always in a heightened state. And I I see that. I'm like, this is not, this is probably not too healthy for you. Um, the only time I see him de- decompress is like when we're on vacation and he's by a pool with a drink. Like, that's probably not when he should be off. Well, I know. And it's not. I know. So I'm like, and I'm over here going, oh my gosh. <laughs> vacation is like, look, I have had an experience where we were almost like we were going to, our car was going to, our rental was going to be broken into in Key West. And I like the cop turned on and I started chasing this guy and my, and my, my friends behind me with a selfie stick. Like, so yes, vacation is not the time to let your guard down, but yeah, 100% Christina, here's the deal. Okay. So I created a program, a, a, a framework after really studying the most successful women in business and sport and uniform service. And there's six pillars to it. It's called, I call it the master model. And and the first one is mindset mastery. That's where the situational awareness plugs in. That's where visualization and winning in your mind before you ever step out into a field or step out into a ring to fight or the world starts. Then you have physical wellness, right? So that is that is keeping your body healthy. That's staying hydrated. That's using breathing techniques like box breathing that I was taught in the law enforcement as a law enforcement officer. It comes out of the SEAL teams where, and this is all covered in my course. I run people through this where you breathe in a certain way. Two and a half minutes of box breathing has the same restorative effect as 30 minutes of deep meditation. And it has the benefit of actually being able to help you control bleeding if, God forbid, you're ever shot. So the reason, like, I am really big on people taking care of themselves because if you just play the what if game all the time and, like, what if this boogeyman jumps out of the corner? You know, what if this person tries to, like, carjack me at this light? You're never going to turn it off. You're going to get sick. When I finished being a cop and hung up the uniform, for now at least, because I'm probably going to put one back on. Uh, yeah, I, I miss it. I do. Yeah. I, we I need good lie. cops out there. You are a special breed, yeah. Colette. I'm a crazy person. You should hear my mom would not, she's not happy about any of this, but that's okay. Um, you have my, my literal, my, my parasympathetic and my sympathetic nervous system were inverted. Mm. So I was always on and I felt like a wind up toy that had just been wound up and I was just always just ready to go. Uh, and it took like a, it took about a year of like some intense neuro, um, neurokinetic therapy and nutrition response testing therapy and chiropractic to get me, sure. to get me back to where I should be. So, so let me ask yeah. you, let me ask you this, you know, cause I'm sitting here and I'm thinking Christmas is, uh, is almost here. And, you know, I, uh, some, some of our, our listeners know, I just, I just lost my dad, um, on, sorry on Thursday that. last week. Um, thanks. Thanks. And, you know, my mom is, what, 69, and it's just kind of like, I want her to be aware, you know, and, and for all of us to be aware, because kind of, you know, you're living, it's it's a different, it's a different life now. So is there an age limit that you, that you take on? Is there, you know, is this primarily for, for women? Because I'm looking at my son too, he's in the military and he's a cop and he's always on as well. So, you know. Do you do both? Like, do you take both? Oh, I, I, t- I welcome okay. anybody, anybody, any way they identify, represent themselves. I, I speak predominantly to female athletes because at the end of the day, those are my right. people, right? 
but I welcome anyone. I have, tra- I have trained people that are in their seventies. I have trained people that are 17. I have trained males, females, gay, straight in between in any rainbow color. Like I don't really, I don't right. care. So basically it, you're saying anyone, anyone can learn this, not too old, hundred percent anything. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. no. And I'll tell you what, I have a lot of men that come to me and especially for firearms training because they're like, you don't have the ego. Cause I'll tell you what, I used to struggle to qualify on my duty weapons. Sometimes mm. I would get so in my head. It wasn't that I wasn't capable of shooting well. Cause I would, I would shoot in the high nineties, mid nineties. And then I would shoot in the low eighties and barely qualify. And I was like a ping pong ball, but I've really worked on becoming proficient and controlling myself, right? Like once you can learn to control yourself, you can control anything. And, and, and tell me this, the two of you, you can say this for, I, I'm sure. Have you ever been someplace and a woman just that has this energy about her and she just walks into the room and you're like, I wouldn't mess yes. with her. She just ha- like has that vibe mm-hmm. about her, right? Like leave her alone. You're talking when about you me, right, this- <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. Yes, that's who she's yeah, talking about. exactly it. <laughs> when you control all of these inputs and you control yourself and you're trained like this, your energy literally changes. And therefore, and I'm you're telling less you right of a now, mark, right? Yes. Mm. And I'll tell you what, you could mm. go, I can't, I can't find it. It was from the mid nineties, late nineties, 2020, I believe it was, did an interview series. They went into jails, like max security prisons, like people are in jail for life, different sides, parts of the country. And they showed them the exact same videotape of people walking in New York City. And they always picked out the same exact people they said they would attack. And they always articulated the same exact reasons. They just, male or female, the person looked like they wouldn't put up a fight. Wow. Wow. I think sometimes they look at me and say, She's a little hefty. She might be hard to get in the trunk. You stop it. You stop it. I'm going with that end of the spectrum. Okay, so going into the holidays, I think part of the reason we see so much crime, you know, it's just a, it's good enough for a perfect storm. People sometimes are carrying more cash. People definitely have all their credit cards on them. They're caught up in the jolliness of the season. They're thinking about what they need to do. So their mind's a little on overload. They're carrying packages. They're putting packages in their car. I mean, isn't this a perfect storm, Colette, for um, criminals to pick out victims? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, look, we didn't basically have the holidays last year, right? So think about it. The economy's not great. Cops are resigning in droves. Calls for service are through the roof. Mm. Response time on average is like well over 10 minutes, and that's an average. Most crimes take 90 seconds, okay? So you're waiting 10 minutes for something that happened 90 seconds. Oh, and you're 26 times more likely to develop one or more drug or alcohol problems as a result of being victimized. However, yeah, right? Let's like real talk. Here's the deal, okay? If there's one thing I want you guys to focus on and your listeners to focus on, male, female, in between, is carjacking. Carjacking right now is through the roof. So what is carjacking? It's either an express threat of violence or an implied threat of violence to deprive you permanently of your vehicle, right? So things to think about. Keeping your hands free at all times. Head up, hands free. If there's only two things that you remember today from today's head up, hands free. So that means no phone in your hands, 
that means no carry baskets, like no carrying bags. Look, you have a shopping cart at like every place you go. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm lazy. I don't want to carry the cart back to the store or put it in the little corral. Like, no, I'm telling you right now, that shopping cart you can use. Have you ever been rammed in the back of the ankles by your kid in a shopping cart? Yep, yep. I, I don't care how big or small you are. If you hit it someone hurts. in their Achilles and their Achilles, they're going down or at least they're incapacitated for a second. You can use that to keep distance. You could also use it as an object to ram and you can just, you can let go and be hands-free, not carrying bags with kids hanging off of you and all this kind of oh stuff. Oh my gosh. Were you, you with also me need when to- I went to Target yesterday? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. God. I watch, I watch, I watch I had, people. I had, like, I'm a people yeah, watcher. I had baby, I had other baby and we were just. <sighs> so here's the thing to think about, right? And I'm not trying to put you guys in a state of fear, but I'm sure a lot of the women that are listening have kids or have kids that are grown now. But I want like, let's do a little visualization here for a second. Okay. You're, you, you roll your shopping cart full of Christmas gifts or whatever holiday gifts in a cart out to your car, right? Let's say you've got an SUV since that's what most people have. Okay. And you've got a couple car seats, bunch of bags and a kid, right? So my big consideration is this. You got two things, right? You got people that want to snatch kids and you got people that want to snatch cars. Uh, and those are two things that yeah, you they're need not to be on interested the in for. me for the most part. <laughs> they could be, but I'm just saying more, more than likely they're an, interested an in interesting the car. fetish for the plus size lady. Uh, so I'm really big about you need to obviously what's the most important thing is your child, right. right? Like through and through. Take my packages, steal my car, I don't care. You're not taking my kid. That's number one. So I am very reticent. I don't believe that people should go and put their kid in the car first because if somebody tries to carjack you and your kid's in the car seat, that's how women end up in men that weird moment. If you put the kid in the car and then you have to return the buggy to the corral, you know, are you locking the kid in the car? Are you, are you leaving it unlocked? Are you running to the corral and back? Oh my gosh. I'm over here thinking I need to take this class. I mean, You've not even thought of oh, that, absolutely. Christina. Well, no. Well, look. I mean, I have an oh, wow. I have an older car for I have an older car for a reason. There's a reason why I have not given up my 2008 Lexus SUV. It's because it's got a real key. Because people's cars are being stolen. You have a proximity key. Okay, it's in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You're next to your car. You unlock the doors, and then the next thing you know is somebody jumps in your car and peels out with your car. And as long as that car stays running. It's not going to stop. You know, there's also things now where people are getting, intercepting people's signals on their remotes. And that's how they're getting, they're cloning your key is what they're doing. But let's talk about like priorities of life, right? I'm over here going, I you, need to write ch- all this stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> just you and your child. Christina, just well, that's the, the re- course. Well, She's that's- going to charge you extra, yeah. but go ahead and sign up. <laughs> oh my God. Look, that's the reason why I do a two-hour seminar. We're, we're launching in mid-December here with a live offering, and uh, and, and I give people a year's worth of access to me in a Facebook group because, honest to God, like it's just not enough. Like you're gonna have so many questions after the fact. I go live once a week so that people can get access to me and answer all. I can answer all their wow. questions. Okay. But you know, with the carjacking stuff. There's a few things, right? Let's think about it, right? My whole thing is I'm here to teach you how to have a position of advantage. I want you to win in life. I want you to win in business. I want you to win in sport. And I want you to win in life. So I'm always about teaching people how to have the position of advantage. That position of advantage, like out in a store, starts with where you're going to park. 
Mm. Okay, so, so let's go in. Our, yeah, that. let's let's okay, talk so about basically, that. Basically, and the the simple layman's terms are avoid getting yourself in these situations, and that's that's my idea. Yeah. I don't want to get myself in a situation where I have to use a weapon or think of what's going to happen next. I try to just avoid getting myself, and that's what I've taught my children um, from that times I were very small, um, just walking down the street, parking lot safety, just around other cars. Gail, you win. You win one hundred percent of the battles that you never fight. Mm. Right? And if you know, like we have to remember too. I think you would say this when when someone looking to. I mean, there's there's always that crazy person that's strung out on drugs that's not choosing their victim well. But most common criminals are looking for the easiest target. So if you can just be like they say, if you can be the faster runner when a bear's chasing you kind of scenario if you can be just at least a little more intimidating than the next person yeah um so they're gonna move on they're gonna move let's on let's go through these scenarios parking lots what yeah. what do you want us to know about parking lots yeah, what it. should we do and what shouldn't we do Okay, so let's say we go to Target, right? So we've got like a big standalone store, maybe like a shopping mall attached to it, whatever it is. I want to be as close to the front of the store as possible, especially now because we've got like curbside parking and all that kind of stuff. So in an ideal world, have the stuff shipped to your home. If if not, have it brought out to your car. And if you want to go into the store and shop, that's cool too. But this is where we need to think about we're parking. So that's number one. Number two, uh, light is your friend. So if it is getting darker earlier, you need to be thinking about where you're parking. So the last thing you want to do is, is like park at the end of the parking lot, you know, where there's nobody mm-hmm. and it's dark and you have to walk a far distance and there's nobody, right? You're a prime target. That's, that's number two. Number three is pulling into the spot. Notice how do police officers park their vehicle? Backwards. That's right. They back in. Why is that? Because pulling forward is way faster than having to back out of a spot. So I know that that's a challenge for some people, but if you practice backing into a spot, especially with today's like cameras and stuff and mirrors that tilt down, you'll be fine. It's also, I highly, it's highly also safer it. when you're pulling out because you have a better view of, you know, pulling out forward than trying to back out. And oh my gosh, you, Christina, are you really? I, no, I'm, I'm just like, I, if I try to back up, you're probably even, diagonal even over the line, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I got an idea. Wait, here's another one. Most parking lots have just strips on the ground or like painted lines. They don't actually have like parking medias. Yeah. Just pull, just pull through. Just pull okay. through to the next okay, spot. She it. can't see over the dash. <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on. That's where your camera comes in handy. Okay, that's when you put the car in reverse. She should be sitting and on you a just telephone to book see. to drive. That's what should be happening, but it's not. All right, it's a little. I mean, Colette, you've got. I'm just giving you a tip there. You may want to double your fee on this one. No, I, I'm, I'm, I am highly like. I'm like, ooh, I think I really need to take this class because I am doing so. And and it's not just me. I know that it's not just me, but you probably talk to several wow. women every single day, and they're they're saying the same thing I'm saying. Like I didn't know, and you just you don't yeah. know what you don't know. Well, look, okay, that. 
I'll tell you what. Yes, you don't know what you don't right. know. Somebody told me I need. T- somebody told me I need to name my podcast, and now you know. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, you know, it used to break my heart. Well, one, it would piss me off to be totally honest with you to go to calls all day long. People were like, Oh, I had no idea I should lock my car. And it's like, you know, now I got to do an hour's worth of paperwork because you didn't lock it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Christina, do you lock the car? Oh, please tell me. Christina. You're going to start locking the car. I know, man. Oh, Christina, you're, you're going to be like my gold star (laughs) case study here. Okay, uh, you're five every, foot tall. I do everything you drive like, wrong, Colette. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Colette doesn't know how bad this is. You're five foot tall on a good day. You've, you're, you're not paying attention. You've got hair that can grab. Oh, you God. are not locking your car, and you're driving a car that would be desirable to be stolen. What type of car are you driving? Camaro. Oh, man. So you got a two-door coupe? You got kids? I, well, I don't. I have my nieces. We're so, old, Colette. So, They're grown. So, okay. I don't yeah. know. Grandkids? No, no, no. Just, just my nieces. nieces. I have my nieces right now, and, you know, they have to get in the back seat. I have to do the whole trying to get the one in the car seat, and that's a whole sh- debacle and they're just you know they're they're kids so my mom my mom drove a 1980 monte carlo when i was oh, a kid, so trust me i know what it's like being shoved in a coupe but you know what that was a much bigger coupe <laughs> back then well well okay look that's what, what you got to think about is then you got to think about then pulling through a parking spot yeah. so that way so then that way and women especially like if you've got kids, like I always kind of want to park around those shopping corrals because there's, that's one, especially on the driver's side, right? Like abduction and human trafficking is like legitimately real. Don't let anybody tell you that. Oh, that's crazy talk. No, no, it's real. Like I've taken the reports for people that have gone missing and they were never found again. Okay. So it's freaking scary. And, and yes, that's something to think about. Like I want to control my environment as much as possible. If I can back into a parking spot against a wall and I have a shopping cart corral on one side of me on my driver's side, I'm giving myself the position of advantage. Why do you think cops make somebody sit on the ground and they have their legs out and their feet crossed? Because as soon as they uncross their feet and go to bend their knees to run, I'm going to be like, put your feet back out and cross your ankles or you're going in handcuffs. You understand? Like, that is the reason why. Why do you think the cruisers in the back seat is on a funky angle and it pins your feet? It's so that way when you're in the back, they are fighting me and I'm trying to get you in the back of the car that I have a position of advantage. Mm. So that's what we're trying to teach you to have in everyday life. That's why I love shopping so, carts. I love improvised weapons. Close I, to I, the store. The best. I'm using shopping well carts. Lit, near a corral. Well lit. What else back, about the parking back in, lot? Backing in. Back, and then what else? Backing in or or pulling but through you, so that your car is still in that position. And you also said to use the shopping cart. So don't come out with your bags. Yep. Remember to put all your bags in the shopping cart. Use the cart. Because I okay. Use the cart. I see that so many times. People yeah. are like, when oh, I can just carry it. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I personally don't think women are aware of the people around them in those situations. They're not. So talk to us a little They're bit not. about that. Like when we go to walk out the store, what, what should be happening? All right. So like, I'll tell you from a, from a perspective of like doing a lot of uh, like close protection work for, for guarding people, you use your eyes to scan. You don't have to turn your head. Like if you ever watch the secret service, they're not turning their head. They're wearing sunglasses and they're looking mm-hmm. right. So 
I want to do a nice gentle scan. Remember we talked about condition yellow, nice, relaxed, alert gaze. Okay. So we're scanning. I'm looking, I'm looking for things, right? Like, and I'm, when I have my imaginary kids, when we have those one day, those kids are going to be trained like little ninjas um, to be watching, right? Because kids have no filter and they're going to be like, mommy, that man is creepy over there. Like, yeah, you're right. That man is creepy over there because kids will say anything. Mm -hmm. So nice, alert, relaxed gaze. I'm looking for a few things, right? I'm looking for people that are loitering, that look like they have no place to be or Mm. go. Like, why are you just standing Mm. around? That's weird. I'm looking for people that are in and around my car. And I'm all, like, if you see somebody parked and there's like a van next to you, mm, might want to be thinking about like somebody could pop that door open, grab you, throw you in the van and pull out. Right. And that is how a lot of these abduction things are happening where women are being abducted. Somebody is pulling up along the driver's side with a van with tinted out windows. So you need to be aware of who's around you. You know, is there a big open parking lot and all of a sudden there's like cars parked all around you? That's kind of something I'd be looking for too. And I am going to do a quick, like, like a little look back. Okay. Not like this big, you know, 360 degree crazy person I'm being stalked scan, but I'm going to do a little look back because I'll give you a, for instance, we had to park pretty far away one day in a Walmart parking lot. And, uh, you know, I'm with a friend and she's military and I'm not worried about her. She's got my six. I got her six, but we're walking and, you know, we're alert, no headphones, no earbuds, no AirPods, no nothing. And we heard a group of teenagers Christina's like, walking quickly up a, on us. Strike twenty-seven for Christina. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just going to like just kill all her bad habits. But, but yeah, you know what though? Even though you can hear with the AirPods, the fact that you have them in is telling the person that's going to try to maybe pick you out is like she's she's distracted. It's perception at that point, even if you can actually hear. So that's what I'm mm. looking for. I'm doing a little mm. glance back, mm-hmm. and I'm just you know I'm being alert. And I'm, I'm gazing. I'm not on my phone. If you have a proximity key, keep it in your pocket. I do not forecast where my car is. I'm not like beeping my car in the parking lot, like trying to figure out where I'm going. And I'm not Christina (laughs) and I'm not Gail's over here dying. And I'm not going to unlock the car until I'm right on top of it. Cause you're not, you don't want to give someone the opportunity to jump in, especially if you have a car with a proximity key, like Christina's being like Colette's gold star student. She pulls in, you know, pulls through the spot. She's next to a cart corral. She's putting her, her packages in the trunk and, you know, she, and she unlocks the car too soon and someone jumps in and drives off in it. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. I'm sure that the car manufacturers are going to come up with something in the next few years to prevent this. Well, no, or some of you them allow get- you to open the gate, the back lift gate without okay. unlocking the other doors, which, well, then, if that's the case, you have to know your vehicle. That's why you have a dry, That's why you have an owner's manual. And, and some if you of threw them, it you in the trash. Go online and download it. You have it. settings, Christina. Go online and download it. You threw <laughs> yeah, it away. It's Christine, okay. Yes, yeah, she didn't read that. It's okay. Guys, okay, I, so I'm you were talking, walking over here. across the. Yeah, dang, I'm not going anywhere with you. Well, um, wait, wait, your friend wait, in the Walmart that. parking lot. I mean, my first red flag there was that you went to Walmart. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, like Walmart. I know. I wasn't planning on it. We had to get something. And, Unfortunately, mom wanted something, so I had to go to Walmart. So you're walking through there with your friend. We're coming out of the store, and I noticed a a group of three teenage males loitering in the parking lot. Like, they look like they didn't have anywhere to be. And uh, that's weird, because who loiters in the Walmart parking lot? Right. That's kind of weird. Yeah, criminals. Yes, exactly. Um, And, 
they were like walking at a pretty good clip because I could hear them making ground on us. So I spun around and, you know, I'm concealed carrying at this point because I carry. And I just kind of like turned around and gave them the look of like, can I help I you? gave them the cop look. I, I gave them the cop look. I gave them, I gave them the, the death stare basically. And, uh, and they peeled off. Wow. And we don't know where they went. Like, but I know what they were doing. They were coming up quick on us because they were like two females. You know, we were both mm. dressed nicely. We were going someplace and we had to make a quick stop before we went to go see my mother. And that was now, it. Can we you know? talk so, about that? But, because I have heard that is a good thing to make eye contact. So let's talk yeah, about 100%. your body language. Once you are aware that something could be a little bit off what kind of body I also want to talk about what to look for when you approach the car because like I'm looking in my back seat I'm looking around me if for someone sitting in their car and Christina's probably going what are you doing these are things I do it's just it seems like common sense to me those are all no but those are no such thing as common sense Gail I wouldn't have a business uh if she wouldn't common sense hello (laughs) yeah I wouldn't have a business, but I, I do. I, I have a good one, okay, because people don't know these things. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm scanning for threats. I'm scanning for things that look out of place. You know, I'm scanning for people that are wearing clothing that's not con- congruent with the, the conditions. Like, I'm going to Miami next week. If I'm in the parking lot at the grocery store and I see someone walking around with a down vest on, what do you think? Yeah, like, come things, on. Are, things are, you know, that are out of place. It's not a... It's not a suicide bomber. That dude's got a gun probably, and they're trying to cover it up, right? So that's what I'm looking for. As I'm approaching my vehicle, I'm, I'm, you know, my hands are free because I'm pushing a cart. Uh, my hands are free because I don't have my keys or my phone in them. And I am looking. I am looking to see, like, are there people, are there cars parked right around me? And it's a big empty parking lot. Like, well, that's kind of weird, you know, or are there people in those cars? Um, I have an SUV, so I can actually see under my vehicle for the most part. You never cut tight corners. This is another big thing I have to tell people. Like if you're walking in a city and you round a corner, you give yourself a nice wide berth. Okay. Same thing with your vehicle. Like you want to look, you want to look around your vehicle. And if you do have a car that sits up even just a little bit higher, like a crossover or an SUV, you can see under your car for the most part. And I am going to take a look. I'm also looking for any kind of signs of forced entry. Does it look like someone's opened my car? Does it look like someone smashed a window? Anything like that. Now, eye contact, yes, 100%. People that want to commit crimes, like the people that want to commit property crimes, okay, 99% of the time, they don't want to be known. They don't want to be identified. If you can give them a real good look and get a good eye on them and you could really give a great description, they they don't want to get in trouble. If it's somebody that's interested in committing a personal crime against you, like an assault or an abduction, something like that, that's a different story, but that's pretty rare, thankfully. Most of this stuff is property crime. So yes, eye contact 100%. And you can tell people's intentions by their eyes. I mean, just look at their eyeballs. Like the, it's the window to the soul. Mm. Does the person not look right in the eyes or not? And then and then when you're when you're walking through the parking lot, you know, you were talking about the tight corners. I tend to try to get to my car as quick as possible. So I just walk through the parking lot. Um, so I walk in between the cars and my husband's always trying to grab my hand and pull me. He's like, yeah. stop doing that. I'm like, nope. just leave me alone. I'm trying to get to the car. Yeah. Look, I know the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. I'm very efficient. Yeah. 
but I would be walking in the, in the lane of travel because if someone tries to grab you and you get in like, you have slow moving cars, like you're going to be seen. Well, this is good for people to know because, you know, typically people are just trying to get there. You know, they're just trying to get there. And I loved what you said about the cell phones, like put them away because I'm notorious. I'll be on the phone. I'll be, you know, texting while I'm walking. Um, People are also just snatching phones, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Yeah. So they might just want your cell phone, but then your cell phone, you know, you've got all your credit cards on the mm. back. A lot of people, like it's real convenient, right? Oh. So something to think about. And that's the thing is I have a separate wallet with other things in it too. So, you know, if they get this, whatever, but you know, I have other stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you need to make eye contact and you need to have assertive body language. Like I'm not saying you have to walk like, you know, you're marching in a you know, military formation or something, but you need to walk with some purpose and not look like just, if you can just make yourself not look like an easy mark and give off that vibe of like, I know what's up and you're going to have to throw down with me. Most people are just going to go find somebody easier to pick on. Hmm. Okay, let's let's break that down a little bit further and talk about best purse to carry. What's yeah. going to be your safest oh, yeah, choice a with a purse? Um, any tips on what you should should not carry with you? Um, so, okay, I mean, I'm going to say something super controversial, and nobody's going to like it, but no, no purse is the best purse. So that's number one. Like if you can get away with not wearing a purse, I suggest you don't carry a purse. Purses make you a target. I don't care what kind of purse it is. Now, with that being said, there's different kinds of purses you can carry. Like I have a friend of mine. She likes to carry a purse. It's a very, uh, well, first of all, the, the strap and the bag itself is resistant to being cut. I'll, I'll find it. I'll get her to send it to me on oh, Amazon that would be and awesome. I'll share it with you. Yeah. So it's resistant to being cut. It's very low profile. It actually hugs close to your body. And when we go places and we're out and about in a crowd or a city or whatever like that, it's something that she'll wear diagonally across her chest. And then she'll actually put her coat over top of it. Mm. So hiding it, making it seem like I'm I'm just, I don't have any purse. Exactly. That's, yep. mm. Or it's just more concealed and it's like, it would be way easier to just go grab somebody's handbag that's just on their shoulder and take off with it. You know, well, what especially I'm these so little they're flimsy. Have to throw I know I've got one right now. It's yes. a cute crossbody, but the strap someone could just probably grab. I know, they grab would it. Even need to cut. So, but I do like that it's a crossbody and it's in front. And when I'm walking, a lot of times I keep my hand on it. Um, yes, and it and allows me to be too, hands free too. Yep. And a lot of times too, like this particular purse that she has, it actually has a lining in it. So it protects against um, your cards and stuff being skimmed with an RFID reader. Wow. Mm, so many. Prepared. I love no, that. She's totally prepared. That's like 20 bucks. Well, she's military. Uh, so <laughs> she's, she's on it. She's, she's definitely on yeah, it. I want to talk about to remind women, if something seems off, don't poo-poo yourself. Because don't you think a large portion of people they knew something was off but they went right ahead and said go back into the store go ask for a security guard escort look around yes you know there's there's things you can back out of the situation if something doesn't feel right it's not right and i and and it drives me crazy and it's one of my missions in life to teach women that you are given this beautiful god given Mm -hmm. gift or creator given Mm -hmm. gift of 
of intuition and, and men have intuition too. Okay. I know a lot of men that have told me personal stories like Colette, I don't want to sound crazy, but I have intuition. I'm like, no shit. You have intuition. You're human. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, you do have intuition. It, women's intuition. It's just, well, one, you have a saying women's intuition Two, you know, women have children and children can't speak initially. So you need to be good at intuiting what the baby mm-hmm. needs. So the baby doesn't die. And, but the but the problem with all of that is is that the media likes to paint women up as being crazy and emotional and all this kind of stuff. So women are socialized to be nice, not offend, uh, you know, and to you know not want to be rude. So they discount their intuition. And yeah, it's a shame. Like I have gone to way too many calls for service. Like I said, it used to really wear on me, and it it, it really it it. It was tough for me. It was like death by a thousand paper cuts mm. to go to calls and hear and see women traumatized and know that they were going to be a mess potentially for the rest of their life. And them saying like, I wish I had only known, or I knew something wasn't right. And I just, I didn't listen mm. wow. because they didn't want to be, they didn't want to be rude. Now, look, I give you full permission to be rude. And if someone lays their hands on you, your life is worth defending. Right. Your life is worth protecting. And let me tell you something right now. I give you full permission, because this is what a lot of women need to hear, to turn into a wild animal. Mm. You do what you got to do to protect you, to go home at night, to your kids, to your family, to your loved ones, and for yourself. Um, and I, unfortunately, I, I never understood why a lot of uh, trainers tell women those things. But as I've trained more people over the last couple of years, it's evident to me that women need to be given permission to trust their gut and to unleash the beast if they absolutely have to. Well, I just appreciate okay. that so much. Yeah, I want to go back to the parking lot for a minute. If you've got children that have to be buckled into car seats, tell us the appropriate order yeah. to get how, how the do bags we do in there, the kid in there, you in there. How does this look to be the most safe? I want, I want the. I want the bags in first. I want you to retain control of your child. My biggest concern nowadays with these proximity keys, in the past, I used to say the order of operations would be different. If you have a car like I do, and you actually have a physical key that you have to stick in an ignition and turn to start, you could put your kids in the car. But again, like I want my kids, if I have children, I want my children close to me because I don't want someone grabbing them. Okay. If you have the ability to, like you said, just open the lift gate on your vehicle and not unlock the other doors, that is ideal. So I would want to unload my groceries or my packages or whatever it is and still have my child with me. That would be my ideal order of operations. And you know what? Like, I know it's going to piss some people off, but if, if if, if you're by yourself and you don't have somebody with you, Leave the freaking cart right next to your car. Put your car in the kitchen, kid in the car, and pull out. Like everybody's cars get dinged. Just get over it, everyone. Just yep. get over it. You don't like your car getting dinged? Go get a Toyota Corolla and call okay, it. So day. if like, we, I, yeah, if we put the bags in the car and put the child in the car and lock the door and walk to the crowd, yep. is that safe? That's possible too. You know, again, I would just want to make sure that you have to know your vehicle and what the proximity key is capable of. And if you have any questions about that, you can always go to your dealer and ask them to help you set it up a certain way. Because the way it comes from the factory is not the way that it has to be. But yeah, you could totally lock your kids in the car. So we have that thing that women do. We get in the car and sit there. And I have heard red and that is terrible. I do that 
No, I, I was Christina. sitting in the parking lot. I was, par- I was there. Okay. You fucking lied talking to All right, you Gail, the other day. Gail, this is giving me a great <laughs> idea. I am going to come up with an inventory of do you do these things based off of the Christina Massey model. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, so, Gail, we're hey, gonna- can this be a blog post for our website? Yes. Could you do that? Yeah. We, are, we are going to – we'll talk again, and I, I want to hear all the – Christina, I want you to start okay. thinking about this all of the crazy, all the things that we've talked about today. And you're like, I do that. I do that. And I do this other thing too. I want a list because we're going to, we're going to go through and be like, do you do these things? I already have a body language checklist for people like the 11 silent signs of an attack that I give people, um, which is a precursor to my, and let me give you a real quick story. I went to go get my car fixed the other day. I had to get my oil changed because we're driving a couple thousand miles next week. And uh, the guy comes in, he's like, oh, you know, you need spark plugs, you need this, you need that. Oh, and by the way, your wiper blades are bad. And I'm like, "Mm, that's funny, I just changed those, they're $50 wiper blades. Oh, uh," and he starts to blade his body in the chair, fidget with his ring, and he gave me the the really intense stare that people give you when they're Mm. lying. And sure enough, I walked out with $100 off, they didn't want me to think they were getting one over on me. But these silent signs that humans give off, whether they're trying to harm you physically or scam you out of your money, seated or standing, standing on your head, it doesn't matter. It is universal, and it saved me being scammed out of about $1,500 the other day. Wow. wow. Okay. What is a badass? I I need this class. So, okay. You're (laughs) you're sitting in your car thing. What I I heard is to get in the car, lock the doors, and drive away. And I think for moms... You may even need to drive across the parking lot or to a safer area and then buckle the kids in. True or no? Sure. Yes. Okay. So, so you're basically saying is you think something's not right. Mm -hmm. Regardless, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's, uh, you know, something's not right or something's totally fine. Get in your car, lock the doors and go. You don't want to sit. Okay. This is like ambush training 101. You don't sit any place like cars in drive and we're off. Okay. Because you don't want to sit in your car in condition white with the doors unlocked or locked for that matter with your head down, looking at your phone, because you know, you had to stick it in your pocket for 15 seconds to get to the car. No, you get in the car and you roll because when you're stationary, that's, you're also apt to be carjacked. And I'm telling you right now, that is the number one thing that's going on. And police departments are trying to keep it quiet because they don't want to scare people but it's very prevalent. So yes, get away, drive to the other side of the parking lot. Another thing to think about too is, so get your kids buckled up and you're driving. Stoplights are the other number one higher place where people get carjacked, okay? If you're approaching a light and you see that it's been green for a while and you're like, eh, that light's about to turn yellow and red, just tap your brakes and start to coast. Because you really want to like you you you, you want to keep the car in motion as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you do have to come to a stop, you need to think about the lane of travel that you're in. Okay, let's say it's your typical intersection. Two, th- you know, let's say it's a left turn lane, a center lane, and then a right lane where you could go straight or you could turn. I personally want to be in that right lane. I could go into the intersection and cause an accident if I had to. I could also go right into the turn lane. You always want to leave yourself space. You always want to give yourself a gap. So the whole idea here is you want to keep the car in motion as much as possible because you can't carjack somebody pretty much when the car is rolling, right? right? Two, that car is a weapon. 
And if someone's threatening your life or someone else's life with a weapon or an implied weapon, that car is a weapon and you can use it to run that person over. Uh, Number three, you want to have multiple options. So don't pin yourself in traffic bumper to bumper, you know, with cars on either side of you. Christina, I'm looking at you. Because her doors are unlocked. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, you know, it's so crazy because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I literally do all of these things and I need to be more aware you know, I really yeah. need to be more aware. We have, um, when I was in Brazil, uh, probably like, I don't know, I think I was in Brazil like five years ago or something like that. Um, there's a lot of carjackings in Brazil. I mean, just, they're just, it just is. Um, and I remember them doing that. We were, we were coming to a stoplight, but they didn't want to really stop. So they just kind of slowed it down. Mm-hmm. And then um, they were, you know, they were speaking Portuguese and they were saying, you know, there's a lot, it's at night, there's a lot going on, people run up. And some of these people have been carjacked like four or five times just because oh, yeah. of, you know, I mean, you're in, you're in Brazil. So I can't believe you haven't been carjacked four or five times. Well, no, she won't. Now I sure won't. Thank <laughs> goodness. I'm, okay, I'm so, socially aware now. You guys, just everything, just awareness. Thank goodness. I want to move to yeah, the good. gas station because oh, God, that's yes. that's another one. Let's talk about those gas stations, and I want to talk about travel. And we're coming, we're getting on our hour, so we're going to go through these quickly. But I want to, yeah. I want to give these really solid tips. Okay, so gas station, all right? Well, one, you need to know what side your fuel tank is on, okay? And here's a little tip. Look at the little fuel Look gauge. Look at her and face. See the Christina air. doesn't know. <laughs> well, that's all right. Look at your dashboard and look at the fuel gauge, and there's be a little arrow that points. Is it left or is it right? And you'll know. It's either on the driver's side or it's on the passenger I'll admit, side. Okay, I that's only something. learned that a few years ago. <laughs> okay, well, that's okay. Uh, We're here to teach, know. right? There's no... This is a no judgment zone. Uh, I just want people to be safe. So I want to have a whole, I want to have like, I want to train a million women to be self-reliant so that you're just a hard target and like move on. But anyway, so you're pulling up to the gas station. Okay. So I have a big SUV. It takes a while to fill it up. And I know that my fuel tank is on my pass is on my driver's side rear. So I'm always looking to be the first car in the pump, right? I don't want to be the per there's two pumps, let's say, in a line. I want to be in that front pump. Okay. So that's pull number through. one. Pull through, you want to be or wait for a pump where you can pull through. I don't want to be behind anyone. Like, no thank you ever. I know, Christina. It's okay. Just take notes. Um <laughs> I want to pull, I want to pull as far forward as I possibly can and just have the end of my vehicle at the pump because I don't want to trap myself between the pump and the door. Mm, See what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to open my door into the fuel pump and be trapped in there. Like I want the door to be able to fly completely open and for me to easily exit the car if I absolutely have to. I haven't thought of that. That's, that's number one. Number two, my phone, my keys. They're in my pockets. I shut the door. I, I mean, I've already, as I'm pulling up to the gas station, I'm taking my seatbelt off. This is like cop things, though. I get yelled at by my by my partner. Like, put your seatbelt back on. I'm like, no, I got to jump out of the car. I'm popping my seatbelt off. I'm pulling the fuel tank door open. I'm turning the car off completely. I'm getting out of the vehicle. I've got my phone, my wallet, and my keys. And I shut the door and I lock it. I lock the car when I feel, when I feel up. Because, and I have, and I wear work gloves when I fuel up, not because of COVID, because gas pumps are dirty. Um, And that's that. So like, 
I'm out. I'm fueling the car, right? So at that point, like, no one's going to reach in my car and steal my kid. No one's going to reach in the car and steal my bag. No one's going to reach in the car and steal my phone or or the keys or anything like that because it's on me. And the car is its own self-contained entity wow. then. Okay. I'm, I'm out of the car the entire time because, believe it or not, by getting back in the car, you can cause a spark. And in theory, the car could, could explode, okay? So you want to stay out of the vehicle. And then I'll put the gas pump in and you know how you can pull the handle and put the little stopper down. So it just goes on its own. Mm -hmm. I do that. And then I, and then I'm walking towards the front of my car where it's more open and I'm scanning. I'm looking like I'm paying attention. Are there people coming and going in the forward? Because that also gives you a more 360 degree, you know, unimpeded view of anyone sneaking up on you or anything. Exactly. And right. If I have my vehicle to my back, cause, and I have an obstruction behind me, right. It's like pulling in and backing into a parking spot as a police officer, like look around in your local town, the cop has backed into like the corner yep. of a building. Yep. They've got the car in drive and they're sitting there writing their report or eating their lunch with the foot on the brake pedal. Okay. Because if God forbid they got to drive at you or pull their weapon, they can. So that's what you got to be thinking about. Okay. It's just you know, being, too, what about being in that space during daylight. Oh, well, that's another thing too is, okay. So I never allow my car. I do not allow my vehicle to fall below a quarter tank Mm -hmm. because you can actually get air into the gas tank and into the fuel lines and it can cause you problems for your vehicle. But I always want to keep a good amount of gas in the car. I'm not stopping and waiting until the car is completely empty. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm looking and seeing like, is the gas station completely empty? Can I pull, is there a convenience store with the gas station? Is it really like, is there one pump that's more well lit than another? I want to pull all the way through. So do we want to be in the middle pumps or the outer edge? I mean, I would prefer to be on the outer, I would prefer to be on an outer edge near the convenience store in a well-lit area if it's at night, especially too. But so I love that idea the day of not getting below quarter tank because I want to shift right now into travel. And I think that's, you know, when you get yourself in a needy situation, you either make bad decisions or you don't have a lot of options available to you. Like, you know, you get down and the, the light's flashing and you're down to, I've got 10 miles to go. You may have to stop somewhere that doesn't appear as safe. And so let's talk a little bit about travel, like where to stop for gas, where to stop to go to the restroom, you know, what things oh my you do. God. Like we travel with a dog. We have to walk. Yeah. Tell us really yeah. quickly, go down that list. Yeah. I mean, think about it, right? So you're probably traveling through, you've got an out of state plate, a car full of stuff. Like you see it in the summertime, right? Oh, like yeah. People stuff, their minivans are piled up, got beach chairs and bikes hanging off the car. I mean, that's like a criminal's wet dream, right? They're like, Ooh, <laughs> tourists. Like it's it true. Is. I mean, look, it's, it is. So big things to think about. I use an app called a uh, gas buddy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, they have a trip calculator. Are you guys familiar with the fact that they have no, a trip calculator? No, I didn't calculator? know they had a trip calculator, okay. but I use gas buddy. So put, put in your, your starting point and your endpoint address, put your make and model of the car and pick your fuel grade that you're going to use. And it will actually tell you where you're going to be stopping for gas along your trip. So you're planning your gas stops. Oh, hell yeah. I know where all my gas stops are. And if I, like, we're driving The look on Christina's face right now. Yeah. We're driving a few thousand miles. I'm going to Miami to see my brother and uh, their babies this next week. I mean, and and for our Texas friends, we know you have Bucky's. So you're just going to drive Bucky's to Bucky's and you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're going to drive Bucky's to Bucky's. We're we're burning tracks down 81 and 95 next week. Ooh, 95. Look, they're... 
Yeah, I know. There are good places to stop, and sometimes there aren't. And if I'm, I'm going to take a look <laughs> and see. Like, I'm just thinking, just, I'm are just these... thinking like, what? Because I have a really small bladder. I have bladder, like, seriously bladder issues. So I'm always like, you just got to pull over. I just got to go to the bathroom. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Are you drinking a lot of coffee? Are you drinking a lot of coffee? No, I drink tea or, or a lot of water. Um, okay. and, and I'm like, go. We have to go to the bathroom. So it's just like wherever <laughs> I can pull over. Well, then, okay. Well, then that's the thing you got to be thinking about, right, is, oh, God, let me just say this out loud. It's, it is what it is. People take it for what it is. If you pull off of an exit and you're like, I don't think I should stop here, uh, pee your pants or do whatever you got to do and go to another gas station. I'm dead serious, yeah. okay? Like, if you just know that you shouldn't be, like, this is the reason why, like, ladies, it's 2021, almost 2022. We have this magical thing. It's called Google Street View, okay? Like, you do not need to be a five-year law enforcement veteran to like get out of a car, look around and go, mm, I don't think this is a good area. I'm not going to stop here. Okay. So that's something to think about. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm planning it out. I know where we're stopping, you know, and I know like, is that area a good area? Like me? No, we're not stopping there. We're going to stop earlier. And then that's going to change the trajectory of how we're going to stop for gas along the way. But yeah, I got a plan the whole way. Like, no way. Well, you know, I'll tell you this, Colette. I used to travel a lot. So I'm in California and I used to travel a lot to um, Nevada. It's about two hours away. Um, And I would travel early, early morning and then late, late at night. And I remember I was coming home. And I had to pull over and get gas. Never pulled over at this place to get gas, but it was just right before I hit, you know, the California, you know, state line. And I go and I get gas and I'm like, mm, this is kind of sketchy. I hate, I, I just don't like casinos. It's not my, it's not my jam. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not one of those people. Um, and if it's your jam, it's all good. Like I'm not judging you. Um, and I remember going in, getting gas, asking to get gas. And I was like, mm, something's just not right. Go, go out. What? <laughs> I go out. And, oh, um, <laughs> and you know what ended up happening is a man was stabbed right there. Yeah. Didn't even know that it was happening until I pulled off and saw blood. Like, had no idea. Yeah. So Why crazy. Are you experiencing that was your intuition kicking that. in. <laughs> Why aren't I experiencing shock? No, yeah, I mean it's the. Why are you experiencing shock to that? I mean, it's late at night. It's a, it's a <laughs> casino in the middle of nowhere. It's near an interstate, which is an escape route. I mean, yes. come on, girl, come on, girl. <laughs> Gail, were you a, were you a cop? I was not. I, you know, do you watch a lot of crime shows? I have watched. I, I have listened to some serial. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I'm a podcast okay. Junkie. But, you know, I have a little bit of anxiety. I have more than a little bit, probably. And I think sometimes this is where anxiety comes into play. And if you combine anxiety with, I have a pretty good IQ. And so my intelligent part tries to abate things that are bad or uncomfortable or not good. So I also grew up with a dad who's like, it was always, what was your role in that? And how did you not know? And why are you a dumbass? You should have known better. So... I knew if I ever had to go home and explain anything to my parents, I was, the next question was going to be, you know, my role in this, it was never going to be, oh, you poor thing. It's why the hell weren't you paying attention? Why are you stopping for gas? Mm-hmm. I, you know? So I learned very on to have my plan to do the right thing so that I could say it was not my fault. I did everything I could, but gosh, we're well over an hour already, but Colette, mm-hmm. I want to run through quick, quick. Okay. Um, your 
the biggest mistake you see women make? Just let's do one um, sentence answers. Being glued to their phone. Being glued to their phone. If you are a runner jogger, best thing to do to stay safe. Uh, no headphones. No headphones. Mm. I tell my husband that all the time. Even you can't even hear a car that might be out of control with those darn things on. And even if you can, you, you, your your perception is is that you're an easy target. Yeah. Right. Safety around airports, Ubers, taxis. Uh, I mean, with the Ubers and the taxis, you need to verify that that's the actual, actual car person, that you're yeah. getting into. And, and, and you ask them who they're there to pick up. You don't tell them your name. Okay. Oh, verify, that was Verify good. the plate. Verify the plate. Verify the car. Verify the look on the driver. And if you got a sketchy feeling, don't get in the car. Okay. Drive-throughs. Pay, pay the $5. Are drive-throughs an issue? Uh, drive through ATMs are a huge issue and uh, drive through fast food. I can't really speak to that. I mean, there could be some issues there, but for the most part, probably not. I mean, but you are stationary and backed up in line. So that's to be something to be thinking about. Well, especially if your car door is not locked. Oh, well, that's another thing. But yeah, absolutely. Your car door should always be locked. Get in the car Just and lock your door. That's Christina. That's that all one. I want you to do today. So and lock your house doors and lock, I lock my when house you, door. I do. When you arrive home, what's the procedure? Um, I park my vehicle in the garage. I lock my vehicle. Make sure your vehicle's locked in the garage and or in the driveway. Um, my garage door is down, and I manually lock my garage door. If you don't know how to do that, talk to somebody who can teach you how to do that. But you have a manual lock on your garage. I lock it uh, because those things can easily be pulled open, and the door from the garage to the house is always locked as well. Always. Those are the big ones. And then I do a whole class about home invasion survival, aside from carjacking survival. So. But uh, everybody's required to work with me to take my situational awareness class called Survival Signals. And uh, we're going to be launching uh, Wednesday, December 8th at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a live two-hour seminar with me. And uh, because you ladies are just so lovely, uh, if anybody uses the coupon code MLM at checkout, you're going to get 20% off. Nice. Um, so, uh, MLM, yeah, Midlife Moxie. My, my holiday gift to your audience is uh, 20% off. And, you know, yes, it's a two-hour live seminar. And then you get access to me for a year in a private Facebook group that, uh, you know. You know, I Colette, I think if we've done nothing week. else today, we've raised awareness. We've mm-hmm. raised, you know, Absolutely. just, you know, we've got your attention. Pay attention. You could, you could save your life. You could save the life of your family. Um, and not, you know, not lose all the things. And I want to add, too, I want to go back to shopping People think, oh, I'm going to go to the car and put all these packages in the car and lock them in. That's a mistake. Keep, you know, if go home if you need to and put the packages out. Don't leave all that laying around in your car unless you want your car window bashed. And that has happened to me um, just over my purse at a swimming pool. Because people, what I tell my children all the time is that you got to understand people are actively seeking to do you harm. Mm-hmm. When you walk into the world with that mindset instead, of the world is a great place. If you if you walk out there knowing there's people looking to do your harm, it changes your perspective. Would you agree? And I'll give you the last word on that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, uh, my friend, when we hear this, the Luke Bryant song, "Most People Are Good," you know, or all people, yeah. are, you know, it's kind of like, I wish, I wish that was the case. But the reality is, is that. You know, maybe a percentage of society is not good, but they they really do prey on that, you know, that 90, that 97 percent of people that are unaware. And then we've got that two percent that are the 
the people that are heads up and, and know what's going on. So be part of that 2%, become a 2% woman. That's really my goal in life is to teach women how I to be 2% that. women so that, yep. So that, and, and also 2% women, 2% of female founders scale to a million dollars and beyond in their business. So situational awareness and physical security is the root foundation of your success financially and in business. Um, and that's what I'm here to help you out with. Wow. So and where can they find you, can ever Colette? Do, Come and find me over on Instagram, just Colette Buyer, uh, my name, and uh, tap on my latest post and leave me a comment. Let me know that you've found me from Midlife Moxie. And uh, and if you want to get in on my training, we can chat back there on the DM and I'll get you all hooked up and ready to go. And that's so Colette, C-O-L-E-T-T-E, Buyer, B-E-Y-E-R. Now, Colette, I'm going to ask you, your episode is going up quickly because we thought it was so important with holidays. We could you whip us up a little blog post of your top 10 tips or something like that? Shoot over to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. I've got my email. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to wrap it up today. I know we've gone a little long, but this is important and your life matters and you matter. But we want to give a shout out to some of our affiliates and some opportunities that may benefit you during your shopping this holiday season. What you got, Christina? Well, I have Boobalicious products, and I don't know about you, but uh, going into the holidays, I start sweating, pitting out everywhere, and um, nobody likes their lady parts to be all sweaty and gross. Or it's moist. Not, or moist. I hate that word. I know. <laughs> I That's why that I word. say it every time I can. <laughs> So you guys, you need to head on over to love, L-U-V, boobaliciousproducts.com and uh, hit the um, code MOXIE, M-O-X-I-E, and you will get some percentage off and you'll get some great lemony fresh products that are um, natural and vegan. So get on. And I'm going to tell you about shoes for you, for gifts. You can save 20% on both. If you go to walkingcradles.com slash moxie, you're going to find cute and comfortable shoes that are designed by a woman. They have little pillow pockets inserted. They're size inclusive, 4 to 13 and all width. So you can get the size that you actually wear. So if you go to walkingcradles.com slash moxie and put in the code word moxie 20, 20% off any of their regular price styles. And I have my first pair in my possession and I'm in love. So, um, Colette, you look like you've got one other thing to say. You got something to end with? Are you good? No, you guys are fantastic. And yeah, sensible shoes, ladies. So go check out that sponsor. Get because, that, Christina. Uh, you got to be able to run away. Yeah. You fall off those stripper heels and they're, you're, you're target. You're a target. So I'm just trying always, to be a little taller. Not a baller, as, just a little taller. <laughs> Not a baller, just a little taller. That's quotable, I'm going to tell you. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode. And until next time, what do we say, Christina? Go and get your moxie on. And stay safe, guys. Bye. Bye.